Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on 88.3 WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Halloween, October 31st, 2022, I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said yesterday that he has faced death threats after discussing the brutal hammer attack against Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Quote, there have been more threats against elected officials. It's been documented that I've received a few Schumer said during his Spectrum News NY1 debate against Republican rival Joe Pinion. We have to calm the rhetoric down, he said at Union College in Schenectady, and condemn violence where it occurs. But Pinion slammed Schumer for using divisive rhetoric and encouraging violence against two conservative Supreme Court justices. Schumer had said in March 2020 the justices would pay the price if they voted to restrict abortion rights. Quote, it's Chuck Schumer whose divisive rhetoric has led to the environment we see today. Uh, Schumer said at the time, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You will not know what uh, hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Schumer said last night, the words I used that day were probably the wrong choice of words. I said that then and I say that now. But he insisted that, quote, I have never advocated violence in any way, never have, never do, never will. Carl Campanile reports in the New York Post that Senator Schumer, the senior Democrat from New York and a former congressman, is running for a fifth term in the Senate. Pinion, a former conservative uh, TV commentator, also said the media has a greater responsibility to promote civil discourse and discourage heated rhetoric and condemn hatred and violence. Paul Pelosi is expected to make a full recovery. In other news, lawyers representing most Long Island towns and dozens of villages and fire districts have sued consulting firm McKinsey over its role in boosting the sales of opioids they say contributed to the death of thousands of New Yorkers. Nicholas Spangler reports on Newsday.com that in a 43-page complaint filed last month in Nassau County Supreme Court, West Islip lawyer David Grossman accused the firm of violating the state's business laws, covering deceptive acts and practices, false advertising, negligence, misrepresentation, and fraud. The suit also accused the firm of violating New York's Drug Dealer Liability Act through its marketing work. The complaint did not specify damages but said the municipalities had spent exorbitant amounts to address the crisis and asked for damages to cover those costs, punitive damages, and legal fees. Grossman sued Purdue in 2019 on behalf of many of the same municipalities, but the New York State Legislature last year passed a law extinguishing the cases. This firm is challenging the law in Eastern District Federal Court. Looking at schools, a proposal by Sag Harbor Schools to purchase wooded lots near Pearson Middle High School has divided the community as parents school and its neighbors disagree over a district plan to use the land as an athletic field with a vote looming this week. 
Dan Dan Zhao reports on Newsday.com that this coming Thursday, voters will be asked to authorize the Sag Harbor School District to access its facilities improvement capital reserve fund to buy five vacant lots totaling four acres on Marston Street in Sag Harbor. The proposed purchase is priced at uh, roughly $9.3 million with Southampton Towns Community Preservation Fund contributing $6 million of the sum and the school district paying the rest. School officials said the field would be open to community use and would allow its students to play sports across the street instead of walking 15 minutes to Mash Park. Quote, the opportunity to play right next to the school and practice is just a significant game changer when compared with what we're doing now. That's Sag Harbor School District Superintendent Jeff Nichols. Pearson Middle and High School had 456 students last school year, according to Enrollment data, the superintendent said nearly 70% of them play in at least one sport. The land is bounded by residential streets, and neighbors said they're concerned about traffic noise and environmental impacts. One issue the Southampton Town Board faces is whether partnering with a district to purchase land for building an athletic field is an appropriate use of its community preservation fund, which is intended to preserve open space, farmland, and historical structures, officials said. The vote this coming Thursday will be held at the Pearson High School gym between 7 a.m. and 9 p.m. at 200 Jermaine Avenue in Sag Harbor. And finally, Halloween evening is likely to return to its pre-pandemic excitement this year after two years of curtailed trick-or-treating. But with the spooky and silly fun comes the responsibility of keeping kids safe. Candace Ferret reports on Newsday.com that officials in Nassau and Suffolk counties are urging motorists to be on the lookout for children crossing streets at mid-block rather than at corners or crosswalks and an overall increase in pedestrians. Children are four times more likely to die in a traffic accident on Halloween evening compared with the same time period all other nights of the year, according to the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. More than uh, 2,700 Halloween injuries occur each year, according to the agency. So here are some safety tips from the county's police departments for a safe Halloween night. Pedestrians, please cross at crosswalks or at a corner. Motorists should obey traffic laws. Uh, Those who are out trick-or-treating stay in groups. Have an adult present. Children stay within familiar areas and surroundings. Parents should establish a route for children. Wear clothing that's bright, reflective, flame retardant. Wear uh, short clothing that prevents tripping. Avoid toy weapons. If desired, uh, use costume knives and swords that are flexible, not rigid. Check candy for signs of tampering. Be aware of food allergies. When children bring treats home, uh, parents or guardians should inspect the bounty before any is eaten. Uh, Children should never go into homes. Uh, Stay on the porch or stoop when asking for treats. Homeowners should ensure their walkways are cleared of debris on which children may trip and fall. Adults should only give and accept wrapped or packaged candy. Children should know their home phone number and their parents' cell phone numbers. And anyone with questions about suspicious-looking treats should definitely call the police. Reading the weather in Stony Brook this morning as the Stony Brook Medicine's Chief of Endocrinology and uh, Metabolism Division, Dr. Silvana Obici, joins us. 
for the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton. Looking like a mostly cloudy Halloween with a high near 65 degrees. Southwest wind 3 to 6 miles per hour. Tonight showers likely, luckily, mainly after 2 a.m. So it won't spoil Halloween. Cloudy otherwise with a low around 56 degrees. Southwest wind around 6 miles per hour. A pretty warm Halloween right now. It's 53 degrees. All right, we've got kind of a weird Halloween playlist on deck, but we did go with Halloween songs, starting with, of course, the very classic track from the Citizens of Halloween. This is Halloween from the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio. One of the most perfect films ever made. 
And most of it was stop action, mind blown emoji. All right, we're going to a 2018 single from a band called Wallows. It's Drunk on Halloween. Phoebe Bridgers on deck from her 2020 record, Punisher. It's Halloween, my friends. Have a spooky one. band is Wallows. The track is Drunk on Halloween. The day of the year is, in fact, Halloween. 
Leading us into our Medical Monday segment at the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour on Monday, just after midnight, if you're listening to the replay. Uh, joining us for medical this morning is the Chief of Stony Brook Medicine's Endocrinology and Metabolism Division, Dr. Silvana Obici. Good morning, Dr. Obici. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So I know it's it's Halloween, and naturally we're probably going to end up talking quite a bit about the holiday and, and sugar and uh, that element. But, you know, this is a day and age where there's so much uh, on social media, uh, even as far as medical advice and information is concerned, a lot of misinformation out there, of course, some good stuff. Uh, but certainly anytime I come across something, I want to make sure I'm cross-referencing with someone like yourself, someone who is a doctor um, at a, a hospital. Uh, I was uh, seeing something out there that was connecting um, diabetes to dementia, and I'm curious um, what the what's out there. Uh, they were saying something like... Uh, that they're thinking about calling it a diabetes three or something like that. Uh, is there in fact a connection between uh, diabetes uh, and dementia that's being explored? Um, yes, there is. Uh, however, I believe that um, uh, calling it diabetes three is too premature. Right. Uh, the, um, the prevalence of um, um, Sporadic Alzheimer, in other words, not genetically determined, is um, uh, is not um, yet um, strongly related with the diabetes. However, there is, from the point of view of um, uh, from the point of view of the the pathology and the mechanisms, however, there is a strong epidemiological evidence that um, uh, Alzheimer is associated with chronic uh, metabolic disorders such as uh, obesity, diabetes, uh, and uh, in general, um, uh, uh, problems associated with the metabolic syndrome that includes uh, hypertension and, um, and cardiovascular disease. So I believe that it's still premature to call it a diabetes um, uh, right, three, like trying to make some sort of uh, classification. But that's interesting to note that there there is a correlation that's being looked at. Uh, I, I'm curious, as someone who, you know, has diabetes in their family um, and has a, a father who works, uh, you know, with with nurses in, in a health uh, capacity, something that he always told me was uh, talking about um, as far as, as weight is concerned, that if you are able to manage that in some way, uh, it's helpful because you can uh, stave off a lot of symptoms. Uh, is that true, doctor? In other words, um, uh, preventing the uh, onset of diabetes uh, by uh, keeping your weight down? I think it's, it's more like... Uh, controlling symptoms from getting too out of control. I, I mean, you tell me you're the doctor uh, as far as this uh, stuff is but, concerned. You know, um, um, I, want to, I want to make sure that the, the general message is very clear for a very complex uh, 
metabolic disease, which is diabetes. In other words, um, um, since, first of all, let's start from the facts that are quite staggering. Uh, you know, up, up, up 40 million of people have diabetes uh, in, uh, in the United States from age 20 to 79. And, uh, and, but also, there, uh, this is the tip of the iceberg because there is approximately 90 million of people in the United States who have diabetes. And therefore, uh, there is in each adult, uh, one adult on above three um, is, um, is living with pre-diabetes already. In other words, a, a condition in which the blood sugar is not yet up to the levels for diagnosis of diabetes. However, it is already abnormal. And therefore, um, Prevent, and these individuals actually are at very high risk of developing diabetes within a few years. So it is very well known that there is a, not only an epidemiological relationship between obesity and diabetes, but also a mechanistic relationship between type 2 diabetes and, um, and obesity. In other words, um, many, many human trials have shown that uh, uh, losing weight can uh, prevent diabetes, and also very recent trials have shown that individuals who, have, uh, who are newly diagnosed with diabetes um, have uh, the chance of um, uh, actually sending diabetes into remission. Wow by simply losing between 15 and 20% of their body weight. Wow. Uh, that said, um, I think that I would like to also, you know, uh, uh, make sure that uh, the message is also not only about weight per se, but it's about uh, a healthy lifestyle. Right, right. And... Uh, which includes uh, nutrition, which includes, uh, um, which includes uh, also increased physical activity, uh, and, uh, and also attention to other uh, chronic problems that are associated uh, with, the, with diabetes and pre-diabetes, and increase the mortality, uh, such as uh, high blood pressure. So weight loss without paying attention also to, for example, uh, soft reduction uh, and um, maintaining the blood pressure low or, um, or having an adequate um, amount of um, micronutrients such as vitamins. It is extremely important. So, so it, did uh, I, Dr. Obici, did you say... There are 90 million Americans who are uh, classify as pre-diabetic. Is it was that right? It cut out for a second. Yes. That, yes. That, uh, there are uh, between 88 and 90 million that uh, uh, have pre-diabetes, and what is uh, alarming is uh, more than 80 percent of these individuals do not know they have pre-diabetes, and uh, therefore. 
uh, you know, I think that it is important to understand. Uh, let's not wait until right. maybe this is full blown. Right. Um, let's identify our risks earlier, and uh, um, and work on, uh, on work on also the individuals who have prediabetes. And I want to say that at times um, prediabetes may last for ten years. And it is often associated with overweight, with the high blood pressure, with the significant cardiovascular disease. So, uh, which um, is, um, and also with the lipid um, uh, uh, cholesterol or triglycerides derangements, and therefore uh, um, the impact of prediabetes uh, is uh, huge. And as you and as you mentioned, even. if you are newly diagnosed, if you make certain changes, there is, uh, you know, a chance that you, you know, the diabetes could go into remission. So let's let's talk about uh, uh, some of the the symptoms that that point that might give someone a clue that they could be pre-diabetic or you know have made their way, and then uh, some of the real changes that they can make. Uh, to to go back, go the other direction. Uh, yes, that's a, a that's a real a very good point. Um, um, but I, I just want to discuss the fact that at times you may not have symptoms, right? So, but you might have risk factors. Ah, uh, family might, history uh, involve, uh, for example, the major risk factors are you gain weight. You have uh, um, at, at least one um, parent, or you have many relatives with diabetes. Right, right. Uh, uh, females may Raising have a additional diabetes. Um, also, uh, women with PCOS were at a higher risk of developing pre-diabetes. I diabetes. did not know that. So, yes. And so if you have many of these conditions, it is important to uh, check. Uh, whether you do fall in the category of pre-diabetes. Uh, and uh, suggest everybody with these risk factors, uh, in other words, lipid, um, um, cholesterol, or triglycerides, uh, uh, elevations, uh, um, um, high blood pressure, overweight, parent with diabetes or gestational diabetes, uh, they should be looked at uh, for, uh, for, their, for risks of diabetes. And they should take um, measures to um, discussing it with their uh, healthcare provider on how to prevent diabetes. Now, some people do have symptoms. I have had many individuals who came to me with fatigue, especially after a large meal. They say, "I just get the brain fog, and I just and I need to go to bed." Um, this is a major symptom. Huh? Uh, other times, uh, yes. I did not know that. Uh, I, I have had individuals told me that as soon as they have a large meal, they fall asleep. And that's a very common uh, situation. Um, it's very common, uh, you know, uh, very commonly reported by patients who have prediabetes and diabetes, of course. You know, I thought that was just something that was uh, quite normal. That's interesting to to note, and and it makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. 
Yes, at, at times, you know, at times, um, you see, I want to actually explain another relationship which is extremely important. Not everybody who, are, who, who has um, obesity or who is overweight ends up to have diabetes. Um, the pancreatic um, uh, cells producing insulin are designed to provide as much insulin as you require, and obviously with increased weight gain, you will need more insulin. On the other hand, some of us are predisposed to fail to produce enough insulin, and those are the individuals who progress and have diabetes. Uh, uh, that implies that uh, derangement in uh, sugar metabolism uh, are more common in individuals who are predisposed, and therefore, um, they are the ones who are at risk much more than other individuals who uh, may um, improve, uh, may, uh, may um, produce enough insulin to, uh, to, pro to provide the, uh, the body with the necessary, um, uh, the necessary metabolic uh, uh, control. Uh, that said, you know, obesity per se is also associated with risk, uh, in, even in, in the absence of diabetes, because uh, um, uh, obviously obesity is a condition of uh, inflammation with uh, uh, lipid uh, derangement uh, and associated with the high blood pressure, and so. Um, Obesity is certainly a condition that also needs to be um, prevented or uh, treated. And of course, you know, it's it's Halloween. And uh, as someone who, you know, in my day, man, I could put a candy bar away or two or five, whatever it was. Uh, I'm only in the last couple years learning uh, just how bad sugar is uh, for the body in, you know, in large quantities. Um, from your perspective, doctor, when you're talking about a oh, holiday like Halloween, what are some uh, candy options that are the least uh, dangerous, uh, the least bad for you? Uh, what kind of uh, candies or uh, treats do you uh, like to see when it comes to trick-or-treating or advice you might have? That's a very good point. You see, um, I don't believe in the demonizing um, a food. We appreciate uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> a food, um, uh, you know, a group any or whatever. food, right. including sugar. Obviously, number one issue is the excess. Mm -hmm. And that's extremely important. So in other words, uh, um, um, moderation and, uh, um, and uh, understanding that uh, very, um, the candies or chocolates or any kind of uh, Halloween treats are very dense in, in, uh, in, in calories because they often, except for example for the... Uh, uh, I believe the the corn, right? The, the candy corn, corn, right? Yeah, yeah, the candy corn. etc. 
except for those, many other candies in, uh, contain uh, fat, uh, sugars, uh, and most likely not the the healthy ones, right? They have. Uh, um, oh, not Hershey, right? Um, they have a uh, saturated fat, and the calorie density in a few bars of um, uh, treats uh, can add up to. Uh, several hundred calories, right? And therefore, <laughs> right. and therefore, in terms of calories and in terms of uh, um, you know, um, uh, in terms of calories and the type of food that is contained in this, um, in this candies, uh, they are not uh, the best uh, for our health. Uh, am I advocating to eliminating? Uh, well, you know, uh, I would uh, encourage everybody who does a trick or treat to start to be more um, aware, uh, especially in a, in a society in which uh, childhood obesity uh, is exploding. Right. And uh, I would, uh, I would uh, uh, really uh, start to... Um, you know, advise everybody to perhaps mix up the candies with some other more nutritious and um, and um, fruit snacks. You know, less, fruit less snacks are great. Such a, <laughs> a fruit, right? Yeah. Add some fresh fruits to the candies, uh, and uh, I wouldn't start. Uh, you know. Uh, teaching nutrition and being mindful about nutrition is a long-term um, proposition. Yeah, and uh, I I believe that um, uh, our society is becoming so complex in terms of the way we 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 uh, we get food, and uh, uh, and our society is exposed to a lot of. Uh, um, um, refined uh, foods. In other words, um, they, most of the foods that we get in the supermarket are coming from a box. And so rather than demonizing each food product, we would actually invite everybody to look at their diet and whether or not they, they have the conditions we we're talking about. Teach your kids or teach your relatives about uh, eating, uh, eating natural foods as right. much as possible, um, um, uh, foods, fresh vegetables and fresh fruits, um, um, decrease the amount of uh, um, animal food that contains, uh, animal fat, sorry, that contains uh, um, uh, saturated fat, um, choose uh, fats that are uh, less saturated. And um, uh, eat everything, but in moderation. Can you have a candy or two at, uh, at um, um, you know, today? Sure. But, you know, stop and don't do it the next day. Uh, can, you have a, uh, can you have a pumpkin pie and a nice dinner at Thanksgiving? Yes, but, you know. It doesn't need to be a, an overfeeding feast from Thanksgiving to to Christmas. Right. I'm Gianna Volpe, and I support this message.
Dr. Silvana Obici, the chief of Stony Brook Medicine's uh, endocrinology and metabolism division. Thank you so much for joining us and, you know, enlightening us uh, and talking and, and encouraging folks to uh, make eating well uh, part of their lifestyle because that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And that's that's the way that we get these things done. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, doctor. Thank you, and a happy holiday. You as well. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Dr. Silvana Obici. This is Phoebe Bridgers, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, uh, the Medical Monday segment underwritten by Jennifer Benton on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. go all night I used to joke that if they woke you up somebody better be dying sick of the questions I keep asking you that make you live in the past but I can count on you to tell me the truth when you've been drinking and you're wearing a
Sailing away to a place I'm fading The dawn isn't here, the sun hasn't rose I'm drinking my days with the ghost along shore And they got money to make and children back home And the last that I heard you were down in New Orleans Working days at the print Drink till I drown and I smoke till I'm burning My hands are all over my scent I worry for you, you worry for me And it's fine if we know we won't change Collect every dream in these old empty pockets And hope that I'll need them someday but the wreckage of you I no longer reside in And the bridges have long since been burned The ash of the home that I started the fire in Starts to return to the earth I'm leaving this town and I'm changing my address I know that you'll come if you want it's not Halloween, but the ghost you dressed up as sure knows how to haunt, yes, it knows how to haunt. It's an old to the hole that I found myself stuck in, the song for the grave that I dug. There's a murder of crows in the low light off Boston And I see your face in each one I'm losing myself in the tiniest objects I'm seeing my life on a screen I'm hearing your voice in a strange foreign language If only I learned how to speak but the wreckage of you I no longer reside in The bridges have long since been burned And the ash of the home that I started the fire in Starts to return to live I'm leaving this town and I'm changing my address I know that you'll come if you want It's not Halloween Halloween from Noah Khan's 2022 record stick season. I've got two 2022 Halloween singles, Alan and Jordan James, 10 minutes before the NPR news break and the next local news update right here on Long Island's 
only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, on Halloween, my friends. Stay tuned. Falling in love in October isn't all that sweet. Maybe if I pretend to be somebody who isn't me. I thought loving would be easy, but it keeps leaving me scarred. Keep on falling for old tricks and I can't treat a broken heart. They say loving is scary, is that why they made Halloween? Knock, knock on my door again. Don't wanna hand out my heart anymore. Mm-hmm. Barely anything is left, ripping all the skin off my bones. They don't know what haunts me late at night is you, but I can't seem to find my way around all of this mess. Yeah. I'll wrap it up and tell you why Falling in love in October isn't all that sweet Maybe if I pretend to be somebody who isn't me I thought loving would be easy but it keeps leaving me scarred Keep on falling for old tricks and I can't treat a broken heart Loving is scary, is that why they made Don't judge an artist by their name. This is one of the tracks that when I was putting together the playlist and I was looking through, you know, previewing all the tracks, I was like, I don't know if that's going to be so good. It was actually a really sweet song. So it's Alain. Uh, This is Jordan James and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. Uh, J.P. Ashkar on deck. If we've got any time for it, we've got Walker Hayes, which will probably lead us out of the NPR news break unless I... Play a little CCR. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you are listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, on Halloween. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday to my sister, Danielle. I 
whisper in my ear you love me was that trick or treat got a lot of expectations that i'm trying to meet got a lot that we can work on but don't say we're done wrap me up don't let me go and leave me numb cause you said that you so scared love scared of what we could be you said that you so scared huh just cause it's halloween you said that you didn't feel what it wasn't reality this fear of love is losing you and me It's Halloween, Halloween, Halloween Halloween, Halloween Cause my deepest fear of love is losing you and me Some people think all Hallows Eve is just for fun and games well, allow me to explain. One night a year, the spirits come alive to tickle your fear. Let me be clear. Spider webs, severed heads, it's the dawning of the dead. Ghosts are spawning, demons calling you from underneath your bed. Halloween, make you run. Make you scream deep into the darkness of the night. Halloween will make you live out your worst dreams deep into the darkness of the night. <laughs> Here come the vampires fiending for your blood. There's no escape, they're here to stay So let them have their fun Well, your world is falling down Wicked witches, evil clowns Killer zombies take the town tonight Spider webs, severed heads It's the dawning of the dead Ghosts are spawning Demons calling you from underneath your bed Halloween will make you run, make you scream Deep into the darkness of the night Yeah, Halloween will make you live out your worst dreams Deep into the darkness of the night Oh, Halloween it's Halloween. People panicked, what a sight. Terrorized and horrified. Halloween. It's Halloween. I'm only joking, don't be scared. Leave your houses if you dare on Halloween. J.P. Ashgar's Halloween single from 2021 leading you into the NPR news break with CCR. Uh, there's some compilation called Rock Halloween, which make which enabled me to uh, sneak in a little. I put a spell on you. Um, anyone out there also going to be watching Del Cullum's Kin of Man? Uh, uh, it's coming uh, out, I think, at 8 o'clock tonight on the Face Space um, a little Easter egg yours truly snuck in there. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. Uh, this is Creedence Clearwater Revival and you, whoever you are out there. You're awesome and you're listening to WLIWFM. Stay tuned for some spooky hiking ideas from the Southampton uh, uh, Preser- Trail Preservation Society, Tim Corwin. And I think someone else from Southampton Trails joining us at the bottom of the next hour. Stay tuned.
Good morning and happy Halloween. I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM here with some safety tips posted by Newsday from local police departments for a safe day and night of trick-or-treating. Pedestrians should cross at crosswalks or at a corner. Motorists should obey traffic laws. Uh, please do stay in groups and have an adult present. Uh, as we read earlier this morning, kids are four times more likely to have an accident uh, tonight than any other night of the year. Uh, please do stay within familiar areas and surroundings. Parents should establish a route for their children wear clothing that's bright, reflective, and flame retardant, as well as short clothes that prevent tripping. Uh, try to avoid toy weapons. If desired, use costume knives and swords that are flexible, not rigid. Uh, check candy for signs of tampering. Be aware of food allergies and when Children bring treats home. Parents or guardians try to inspect the bounty before any is eaten. Uh, children stay outside of other people's homes. Stay on the porch or stoop when asking for treats. Do not go into someone's house, even if invited. Homeowners should ensure walkways are cleared of de debris on which children may trip and fall. If there is, uh, you know, issues with your your walk, try to put a sign up. Uh, that's always uh, helpful, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, liability issues. Adults should only give and accept wrapped or packaged candy. Uh, children should know their home phone number and their parents' cell phone numbers. Anyone with questions about suspicious-looking treats, please do call the police. In other news, Long Island schools aware of the pandemic-fueled increase in student anxiety and depression are doing more this school year to help students coping with the fallout of two and a half rocky years of remote learning, isolation, uh, learning loss, masking, social, social distancing, and more. Minerva Perez said she knows many young people on the East End struggling with stress, but who don't want to involve a school counselor or other adults. Craig Schneider reports on Newsday.com that Perez runs Ola of Eastern Long Island, a bilingual advocacy group that helps connect People with Health and Medical Services, her group has begun an anonymous crisis counseling helpline that provides adolescents with access to immediate support and guidance in Spanish and English. Quote, we're giving teens what they've told us they want. Anonymous, confidential, free emotional support in Spanish and English, Perez said. Our crisis counseling team is available by text, phone or email, and the young person doesn't need to share their name and number when they reach out to us. The program called Youth Connect also aims to make young people comfortable with seeking emotional help from the schools and their parents. OLA, which stands for Organización Latinoamericana, is working with school officials in East Hampton and Bridgehampton, making in-school in presentations in hopes to expand to the entire East End. Youth Connect is not just available to Latino youth or those in low-income homes, though Perez said these populations have been among the most impacted by the pandemic. The group's helpline number, write this down, is 631 810-9010. It's open 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. seven days a week. And finally, New York's status as a battleground state was cemented over the weekend as a star-studded lineup of the country's top Democratic uh, Democrats and Republicans descended on the state. Luis Ferre said her knee in the New York Times reports that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida attended a Hopog Long Island event held at Congressman Lee Zeldin's campaign headquarters on Saturday night. Hours earlier, uh, hours earlier, 
former President Bill Clinton was the tar- star attraction at a rally in Rockland County. And on the airwaves, former President Barack Obama lent his voice in support of Governor Kathy Hochul, a Democrat facing an unexpectedly stiff challenge from Representative Zeldin, a Republican. In a sign of how close the governor's race has gotten, the Democratic Governors Association filed paperwork in recent days to form a super PAC in New York that will prop up Hochul on TV and try to stave off losses further down the ballot. After watching from the sidelines for months, the group will now join prominent labor groups in rushing to start spending on behalf of Hochul in the race's final days as concerned Democrats scramble to ensure their base turns out to vote. The high-profile display of Democratic force amounted to the type of last-minute intervention that traditionally plays out in swing states, not a liberal state like New York, underscoring just how vulnerable Democrats believe they've become in this election cycle. Indeed, Hochul and Zeldin are each entering the final stretch with about $6 million in their war chests. The campaign said on Friday a surprisingly leveled playing field, given that the governor significantly outpaced Zeldin in fundraising during much of the race. Hochul, who has raised nearly $50 million since she entered the race and spent much of it, said she raised $3.37 million in the last three-week filing period. Zeldin reported uh, raising slightly more, three point. Six million dollars. Reading the weather here in Southampton in honor of our next guests, I believe both Tim Corwin and Tim Ferguson of the Southampton Trails Preservation Society will be joining us. Looking like a cloudy Halloween with a high near 64 degrees, southwest wind three to six miles per hour. Tonight, showers likely, but luckily after 2 a.m., cloudy with a temperature uh, steady around 59 degrees. Southwest wind, 3 to 7 miles per hour. Right now, it's 57 degrees. I do have the Halloween theme uh, from uh, a band called Zen It, which sort of uh, helped me to uh, skip into um, World Inferno Friendship Society's Zen and uh, the art of breaking everything in this room. I'm going to hop over that one. Uh, It was really just an excuse to play Pumpkin Time. Uh, it is Hallow Mass to those uh, World Inferno fans, and so I'll play that. Uh, we've got the Bloody Oranges Pumpkin Patch, then Vince Guaraldi's The Great Pumpkin Waltz, right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station on Halloween. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. Before I play the Halloween theme, we've got Halloween Walker Hayes featuring Nicole uh, Galleon here on WLIWFM. Mastering the art of selling myself at a young age Fear and insecurity drove me like a Maserati High school was like showing up at a costume party I was a comedian, an athlete, a golden boy, a black sheep Whatever I had to be to make the world throw candy at me And college was the same act, different play It was October 31st every day And the real world was an all too familiar street Another trick, another treat Then I knocked, knocked, knocked on your door Every mask I ever wore shattered like glass on the floor. And it was like Halloween ended.
would have changed if I knew Maybe my parents messed up But hey, they're just dressed up kids too Maybe I guess what I'm trying to say is I love you For being somebody I'm not ashamed to introduce my skeletons to I still put on my Superman cape and hide in it But when I'm with you, it comes untied for a minute Hits the ground in the shadow of your skin For the first time, I was comfortable in my When I knock, knock, knock on your door Every mask I ever wore Shattered like glass on the floor It was like Halloween Every mask I ever wore Shattered like glass on the floor When I knock, knock When I knock on your door Knock on your door Every mask I ever wore Shattered like glass on the floor It was like Halloween ended To all the people I pretended to be Rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace All right, we've still got the Halloween theme on deck, but I did add another World Inferno track. I think it might be my favorite uh, Whiffs song of all time. I've snuck in uh, Friend to the Friendless after we hop over Zen and the Art of Breaking Everything in this room uh, to do a two-pack of World Inferno pumpkin time on deck. But first, this is Zen slash It, a little uh, Halloween dubstep <laughs> on WLIWFM. talking to now so have you been hurt did you hurt someone you get all crashed down upon me i'm a friend to the famous nothing i 
chosen if I had a well then who knows but that one guy in the train I'm talking to himself he was talking to me he said school they taught me a prayer for money a prayer for crap jobs right till I die and a prayer for my people Did you get old and twisted? Did you get so drunk you whispered, I think I'm gonna die? Did you pass out nuts wondering why you never saw it coming? Playing a little World Inferno Friendship Society on a very hallowed day for the World Inferno fans, known as Hallow Mass. I'm sure they're having a uh, concert somewhere out there. Why did I play that song before Pumpkin Time? Well, I just wanted to encourage, I don't know if kids even listen to radio, but uh, if you have a kid, um, maybe before they go out, mention uh, briefly that if they see a lone trick-or-treater out there and they're with a group, uh, consider inviting that person to join their group. Uh, I can't say enough to or uh, yeah, to those who are like that, who are inclusive, who welcome uh, kids to join their their band. Uh, you are you're really doing a good thing and uh, it stinks. It stinks to be alone and feel friendless. So uh, do something nice out there. I hope that 
that encourages something and something happens differently. I'm Jenna Volpe, uh, continuing one more World Inferno Friendship Society song, a big figure to the World Inferno community is The Great Pumpkin, playing a little pumpkin time, uh, East Coast super sound punk of today. That's the record. Uh, we do have The Great Pumpkin Waltz on deck, although I put in Pumpkin Patch, a track from the Bloody Oranges 2009 record, The Lesser Pumpkin, in between there. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show that plays music from all decades and genres and speaks to folks from all walks of life. I believe we have uh, the Tims, Tim Corwin and Tim Ferguson, joining us in just a few moments. I don't know if in person or by phone or how it will be, but uh, they will be letting you know about uh Well, at least I'm going to ask them if there are any spooky hikes that can be made. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. Again, this is the World Inferno Friendship Society. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Don't you
World Inferno Friendship Society right out of Brooklyn, New York, here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the Sixth Borough, as it were. Uh, very excited. We've got Tim Corwin and Mark Potter from the Southampton Trails Preservation Society. Now I'm all straight, right, Mark? Yep, that's it. You all got right. it. And make sure you got your 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 mics next to you. Okay. So I I, I planned to. Um, ambush you guys this morning which i never do i'm not a gotcha journalist but i i had a feeling that it would be okay if i ask you about your spookiest hiking suggestions for this for southampton town Okay, how about you on that, Mark? You got any ideas? Well, you know, I, I heard you just about 10 minutes ago yeah, so advertising I gave, when this. I gave when I gave myself away? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, so actually, I wrote down a couple of my thoughts. One of them we talked about, Tim and I talked about just uh, last Thursday, or a, week, a month ago, Thursday, rather, and that was Whiskey Hill. Uh, mm. So how did that get its name, Whiskey Hill? It's one of the high points um, with a geological marker in the area it's uh, just behind bridgehampton uh, is that the one tim that you mentioned that you can see sys no that's actually a different overlook oh. back behind sys which oh. is very spectacular we often run hikes there all right and about the same height probably and okay. just yeah. as high as the moraine gets here in the east end and um there's two theories about why that is called whiskey hill and one is that there was a still in the valley behind whiskey hill which seems likely. Uh, the other is that the young men would sit up on the top of Whiskey Hill with binoculars and watch for flags during Prohibition on the boats that were offloading, ah. ready to offload whiskey from Canada. That sounds tactical and, and totally likely. <laughs> Definitely. Very cool. Now, there's another overlook not too far from there, and that's called Barrel Hill. And Barrel Hill has a uh, elevation of about 290 feet, which is very high for uh, Southampton. Interestingly, if you go up to Barrel Hill right now, there is almost no view whatsoever. But back in the early 1900s, when they did the original surveying out on eastern Long Island, there really was no forest or trees because they'd all been cut down throughout the entire East End. Everything was either used for building or they shipped the uh, firewood to, uh, to New York for, uh, for heat. Right, right. Now, since the 1930s, when everybody switched over to oil, our forests have come back again. So we can actually say that fossil fuels saved our forests. Interesting. <laughs> All right, so, you know, I'm curious, how much work do you guys put in every year just to, to keeping these trails uh, kept up, um, you know, well-trodden and, and, and clear? Well, I'm in charge of maintenance for uh, Southampton Trails. And let me tell you, it, uh, sometimes it can be a difficult job. Um, I put a lot of time in. Fortunately, Southampton Town does pay for a maintenance company as well. Oh, good. And that is a big help. But every year they put it out for bid. So we won't necessarily have the same maintenance company from year to year. So when we get a new maintenance company like we did this year, I have to take them out personally on all the trails 
and show them exactly what needs to be done. How lucky are they to have you there to, like, you know, show them what's going on? Well, we've got, like, 300 miles of trails out here, that's what we say, and uh, we're really quite lucky because that moraine was, was barren uh, in relationship to the other farmlands around so it was never really valuable, and and um, and was re- be able we were able to rescue most of the woodland on the moraine, and that's where most of our trails are. So, but let's talk about the Southampton Trails Preservation. I mean, how many people are in the preservation tr- the trail? I think that we have about two hundred and forty members. That's nice to know. Um, and mm-hmm. we have a board of what twelve? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, the, it's a working board. So, uh, by the way, if there's anyone out there listening that loves the trails, would like to join, please give me a call. It's Mark Potter, um, 631-725-0450. Let me know because we'd love to have you. We need more people on that working board. That is, we're so lucky to have people that really care about the trails, about keeping it up, and not only that, but taking people out. I mean, Tim, we're in Rotary together Every single week, Tim is standing up, letting everyone know what trail, you know, what what hikes are coming up. And there's always something. What What's coming up this week? Well, actually, we just uh, had two events this weekend. Uh, one was around Sears Bellows area in Flanders. Uh, and it was about, a th- I think that was a three-mile hike, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then there was another one for the uh, Long Pond Greenbelt. Now, anybody that's interested in A lot of in stuff hiking, going on in Long Pond, by the way. Oh, there certainly is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anybody that's interested in hiking, just go on our website. We have events Saturdays and Sundays, guaranteed sometimes during the week. Um, there's always hikes or uh, kayak paddling going out at southamptontrails.org. Click on events. So uh, should I be looking up for what's coming up this weekend? Well, unfortunately, we don't have our November calendar posted as of yet oh, because it's okay. just the 31st, but I expect it will probably be up tomorrow. Yeah, I would expect so. All right, and you, and right. you don't know you don't even know where we're going yet this week. Well, I know the next hike that I'm leaving I'm leading personally because I'm going to be leaving on vacation Tim's for a little bit. <laughs> but right best. after Thanksgiving, I'm going to do our annual chestnut hike. Okay. And that's going to be in the uh, Big Fresh Pond area, Elliston Park and Wolf we love Swamp. Big Fresh. And I'm going to have a local expert coming in to teach us all about chestnut trees and how they were destroyed by the blight in the early 1900s. And that is one of the few areas in the entire Northeast that still has some adult chestnut trees that are still alive. Well, how cool is that? So meanwhile, I want to put in a word for summer hiking. I notice I'm, I'm out in the woods every morning uh, or in the afternoon in, in, in the summer, and there's no one else in the woods. And why is that? And that's because people are so terrified of ticks. Mm. Uh, and it's really unfortunate because 10 years ago, um, clothing was developed that will absolutely keep the ticks off. And you can purchase that through Insect Shield online. And Tim and I both own sets of those socks and pants. And all you really need are the socks and pants. And it'll keep you clear of ticks. Yeah, I mean, Tim, you've said that you, in all your years, what, you haven't? Since I've been wearing the InsectShield.com clothing, I have not gotten a tick on me. That's been three years now. And if you don't have it, you know, wear tall white socks. Make sure you've got long pants. Mm -hmm. Do tick checks when you're done. absolutely. You know, and you can use some uh, off and whatnot in those products. Well, I find uh, Picardin spray works okay. very, very well. 
So go to the hardware store or go to Amazon, get yourself a, a can of Picardin, and anytime you're going out in the woods, just spray your socks and your lower legs, and you're very, very well protected. You know, I wanted to go back to the tree conversation a little bit because, you know, I only recently learned about uh, the problem for the ash trees and how we're losing so many of them. Uh, gentlemen, is there anything uh, you'd like to say as far as, I mean, you guys are in the woods all the time? Well, the latest problem we have with trees actually is the uh, pitch pines and also the uh, beech trees. Is that trees. why I see uh, pine trees dying throughout yes. the... Yeah. Oh, oh, talk, go ahead. There's uh, what's called southern pine beetle. Right. And there's been a northern shift from the southern pine beetle, which may have something to do with uh, global warming. Maybe it does, maybe it does not. But it's affected almost all the pitch pines. Whereas a white pine, which might be right next to the uh, pitch pine, is not even affected. Now, normally, this might not be a problem because even though all the pitch pines are being killed, they drop their cones. The cones lay on the forest, forest floor waiting for a forest fire. When oh, that fire happens, right. the cones open up and spread their seeds. Now, all those beetles would have been killed. All the other trees around them will be killed, too. So the young saplings come up. They've got no competition, and they do fantastically. But unfortunately, in today's world, our fire department goes out and puts out the fire. Right. Well, they do have, like, controlled burns sometimes, right? Yes, and controlled okay. burns are done for those reasons. And right. that's, that's so actually maybe that's what we need at this point. You know, Tim, you can see, as to what you were saying, on the drive back through the, uh, the old burn on Sunrise Highway yes. 20 mm -hmm. years ago, the trees are vibrant. Oh, they're fantastic. They great. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is hope for the pitch pine. Uh, oh, there definitely is, yeah. Not so much for the ash trees, though. No, there's a dead one in Trout Pond, I know. Mm. No, we don't have that many ash trees. You know, if this were happening to the oaks, but there's a wide variety of oaks. Right. Uh, uh, but it's not. There's a wide variety of oaks, and they're hanging on. But it's unfortunate with the beech trees because you can go to a spot and discover it. Suddenly there's sunlight. In the middle of the summer, yes. in a mm -hmm. spot, spot, spot in the woods, and the leaves are all all folded. It's little known. We're really not sure what's going on with this. It's some kind of a fungus, we believe. So I know that there's you guys are Southampton. Uh, yes. Trails. Do you ever go out in the Northwest Woods though? In uh, well, that would be East Hampton Trails. Okay. And they have their own organization, and sometimes okay, we. Cool. We cooperate do you ever do, together. Do yeah. stuff together? Oh, we absolutely do. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's got to be the coolest uh, hike that I've done out here was through the Northwest Woods, some of those old houses. Oh, it's beautiful out there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit about, I know you're Southampton Trails, but, uh, I mean, we had people that lived in Northwest Woods. I think that is such, especially in uh, spooky season, <laughs> it's a cool topic to talk mm -hmm. about, like, a p people that lived in the woods that, that no longer do. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, the Grace Estate is, is worth visiting, and that's the Northwest Woods. Uh, there's an old road in there, and... yeah. Uh, thankfully, most of it's been protected, so there's no development in there either. It's across from Barcelona Neck, um, and Barcelona Neck is is wonderful also. As speaking of spooky places, have you seen Coffee's Landing? No. Well, that apparently that one of the last, uh, um, well, the last of the Mohawk, Mohawks, the Montauk. Oh, the Montauk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and he spoke both Montauk and Shinnecock, and he lived there. Would presume back in the 1920s, um, and there's a cellar hole and a well, and a little handwritten, not handwritten, but hand typed description of his existence on on uh, Cuffey's Landing. 
It's well, a lovely spot. Well, the still exist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think it was the last to speak both Shinnecock and Montaukett. Okay. I think that okay. was what I think that's what that little sign says. You know, is that good a good source? Who knows? Right. <laughs> right. But that's that's interesting to yeah. because that is a huge loss, uh, linguistically speaking, although there are um, you know, there are ways to to find out these languages, but but man, that is a huge loss. Someone who uh, was bilingual in that way, who mm. knew both the Montaukett language and uh, the Shinnecock. Um, that's awful. So w- what is this place, Cuffey's Landing? Cuffey's Landing. C-U-F-E-E. It's where this this person lived? Yes. And uh, Cuffey, of course, is a, is an old East End name. Oh, For much sure. a name you yeah. still see yes. in many places. I went to school with several of them. You did? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially if we're talking about the Shinnecock people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, happy Halloween to both (laughs) you, Mark Potter, and Tim Corwin of the Southampton Trails Preservation Society. Uh, Letting folks know, go to southhamptontrails.org to find out upcoming events. The November hikes have not been posted yet. But But they should be on tomorrow. We're expecting them to be on tomorrow. Before we let you go, uh, 35 years, 300 plus miles of trails, what would you like uh, f- listeners to know if they, uh, you know, especially when it comes to uh, hiking, um, I imagine one of them is please don't deface the markers, right? Oh. Most people are very respectful of the trails. Um, uh, anytime I'm going on a hike, I'm always looking for garbage along the trail, and if there is any, I always pick it up. And uh, During the peak of the summertime, there were a few spots where there was some garbage. For the most part, though, the trails are pretty darn clean because I think the people like that are going that. out hiking really that. do care. We love that. Yeah, I think the, you're right, Tim. And I think the only problem we have is with the people that um, that really don't have a bathroom on the way home from work. Well, <laughs> there's those ways. are the difficulties. Dig a hole. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Go and far don't use, off trail. And don't use paper, please. Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. be careful of ticks. If you're getting off the trails, <laughs> yes. make sure that you're checking for ticks after you're back. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Mark. Uh, Potter and Tim Corwin. These are the bloody oranges. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM and PR Radio.
Vince Guaraldi's The Great Pumpkin Waltz from the It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown um, soundtrack, as it were. I've got the March of the Pumpkins. This is from a band called Clockwork Orange Music. And I just wanted to use it to give a shout out to Greta, who I mistakenly identified as being Alex DeLarge when I went to the Southampton Arts Center Silent Disco uh, Halloween party and helped them out with the costume contest there, I wanted to give my apologies. There was at least one gentleman, and I think there were multiple people from uh, WPPBX. One gentleman had a uh, PBX member's jacket and I fully intended to give them gifts for their awesome costumes. But I got so overcome, but there were so many great costumes that my uh, short-term memory failed me. So uh, just some recognition to all y'all that were uh, dressing up in honor of PBX. You are awesome. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Clockwork Orange music. By the way, Greta, her awesome costume, she was number one from Stranger Things. I even uh, mistake, second mistake, I was like, oh, you're 11. I, my, I was totally like at home in my head because the baby had a fever and I was out uh, while Ryan was watching her. Uh, she's doing fine. Don't you worry. I'm Gianna Volpe. We've got uh, nine minutes before the NPR news break and the end of this ed Halloween edition of The Heart. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Dr. Silvana Obici of Stony Brook Medicine, Mark Potter and Tim Corwin of Southampton Trails Preservation, as well as Jennifer Benton. I am finally going to be able uh, to play Pumpkin and Vin's De Quero's Can't Stop, Won't Stop featuring China Moses is a track that I've uh, planned to play, uh, plan a playlist around it. It's from the Astronaut Record of 2018. I've got Zach Bryan's Something in the Orange, which it's kind of cheating because I'm pulling it off of a compilation, which is called Fall Vibes 2022 Pumpkin Spice Latte Edition. So you got the pumpkin in there. Um, I think I can just go ahead and play those. I'm going to hop past uh, John Prine's Daddy's Little Pumpkin Hicks Pumpkin, Islands Pumpkin. I might not even put them on the playlist. I am so bad. One thing I will put in there is a bonus track, Mad Show Boys, uh, Orange uh, Pumpkin from the Sorry for a Bad English record. So if you want to hear that track, just find today's playlist on the Heart of the East End program page on WLIW.org slash radio. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Pumpkin and Vin's De Quero featuring China Moses, Zach Bryan on deck, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, on Halloween 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J'ai toujours rêvé d'être une chanteuse de jazz sous un autre blaze. 
dans une autre case, dans un autre monde, pas sur les mêmes ondes, même pour le salaire de base, dans une robe d'occasion. Jouer summertime dans un club miteux, misty, sophistiqué, au festival de jazz de Montreux, à l'instar de Peggy, Didi, Nina, Simone, chanter les standards, fabuleux au microphone, des bouquets de fleurs plein la loge, des sifflets plein d'éloges, tard dans l'âge, ce qui n'a pas d'horloge. Fantasme et clichés du genre, si, si, je rêve de devenir à la bossa, ce qui est au rap, missy, avec des cils et des longs cils, signés chez Blue Note, du hip-hop, switché au bebop pour un one-shot, ghost note, swing soit et note bleue au lieu de fausse note, jing swag en mode bleu, hein. en secret le jazz, le drag, je bazarde le rap, lâchez-moi la grappe, les regrets c'est pour les nazes, la défaite me gave, je préfère faire des vagues, retour à la case, départ, pas à pas, j'en bave, mais l'opé pour rap, autrice et dans les octaves, les vrais sables, le jazz c'est la base, c'est pas dans mes cordes, vocales, qu'importe, ce rêve est hors de Y'a pas moyen que les notes sortent Derrière la porte, la salle de bain, je m'emporte Branché sur fibre, je chante fort Comme si j'étais forte Mon inaptitude n'a plus aucune importance Je m'improvise, diva, malgré l'incompétence Je me savonne sur Sarah Vaughan Seul sous l'eau, my funny valentine Le merlot au boulot, grâce à Nougaro On m'a baptisé Cécile, tu t'étais trop facile D'avoir le bon profil au fil des fictifs Avec Miles, Ninanat, Tomato, Tomato J'opte pour tomate, soudain le swing Me transporte jusqu'au Carnegie Hall, tout de suite Proche de Billy que de Biggie Smalls Baqué par un Big Bang, costaud en costard Standing ovation comme les grandes stars Comme les grandes stars En secret le jazz, le drag, je bazarde le rap Lâchez-moi la grappe Les regrets c'est pour les nazes La défaite me gave, je préfère faire des vagues Retour à la case, départ, pas à pas, j'en bats Oh, I should have led you into the NPR news break with that one. A little French hip hop for you ahead of Zach Bryan on WLIW FM.
It'll be fine by dusk, cloud. I'm telling you, baby. These things eat at your bones and drive your young mind crazy. But when you place your hand between my collar and jaw, I don't know much, but there's no weight at all. And I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. Cause if I say I miss you, I know that you won't. But I miss you in the mornings when I see the sun. Something in the orange tells me we're not done. man to me you're all I am where the hell am I supposed to go I poison myself again something in the orange tells me you're never coming home if you leave today I'll just stare at the way the orange touches all things around the grass trees and do how I just hate you Please turn those headlights around I need to hear you say you've been waiting all night There's orange dancing in your eyes from bulb light. Your voice only trembles when you try to speak. Take me back to us dancing this wood used to creep. To you I'm just a man, to me you're all I to go I poison myself again something in the orange tells me you're never coming